It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Viator is the world's leading travel experience marketplace, offering everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. Extensive options, ease of selection, and flexibility at your fingertips help make sure your time is wonderfully spent. Viator is the place to go to book experiences that will create long-lasting moments that make lifetime memories. And Viator has over 300,000 bookable experiences to choose from in over 190 countries. In fact, just last year, Viator helped my family put together this amazing adventure on the island of Kona. Swimming with the manta rays, trying to avoid the barracudas, whatever your wildest dreams. If you can imagine it, Viator probably has an experience just for you. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in Viator's world of wonderful experiences. Viator. One site, over 300,000 experiences you'll remember. Hello again, everybody, and welcome to Gamecock Central Radio. Emerson Phillips joined by Gamecock legend Kip Balknight. Kip was the winner of the 2000 Golden Spikes Award, and he joins us each week to talk Gamecock baseball here on Gamecock Central Radio. Kip, another SEC series win for the Gamecocks. Long road trip to College Station, Texas, and the Gamecocks dropped the first game of the series this past weekend with Texas A&M, but came back to win the second and third game. So the regular season has come to a close. The Gamecocks now head to Hoover with the five seed in the SEC baseball tournament. And Carolina, one of the hottest teams in the league right now, Kip, having won five straight SEC series. They won all five series in the second half of conference play. Yeah, South Carolina's just been hitting on all cylinders here in the last part of the season. Just been doing a great job and really a huge series win at Texas A&M, a very tough place to play. And uh, Texas A&M really needing that series uh, to better themselves for postseason possibilities and potential hosting, po- you know, possibilities there. And South Carolina really, really came back after a tough loss on Thursday, and uh, really, really did enough this weekend and just finished off the second half of the season just on fire. And uh, South Carolina turns to postseason now and uh, look for bright things in their future. Texas A&M won game one 6-3 on Thursday, but then the Gamecocks came back and won 5-3 on Friday night. Three Texas A&M errors helped South Carolina. That was an interesting game. Kip, the Gamecocks again fell behind. You know, the Aggies scored the first three runs of the game all in the second inning, and uh, for whatever reason, the Gamecocks uh, have demonstrated, number one, that – you know, they're going to fall behind from time to time, but they've also demonstrated over and over again that they're able to come back from multi-run deficits early in the game. That's a characteristic that could help them down the stretch here. South Carolina plays nine innings, and, um, you know, sometimes you do fall behind, but they don't let it get to them, and they come out and play nine innings of baseball. And, you know, really a tough loss Thursday night. I mean, Thursday could have went either way. I mean, in the, I believe the sixth or seventh inning, uh, you know, Logan Chapman pitched really, really well. And there were a couple balls that, you know, he probably – he definitely should have made a play on the first one, I think he would tell you. 
ball tipped off his glove, a little chopper, and ended up maybe a little miscommunication with uh, shortstop LT Tolbert and second baseman. Uh, you know, they, they came in on the play, and probably a play should have been made and ended up costing them a run and probably costing them the game. But either way, South Carolina rebounded, did really well. Big win on Saturday or Friday, like you said, coming back after being down 3 nothing again. And this team just continues to show a lot of grit and a lot of perseverance, and uh, they come ready to play. And It's been a fun, fun team to follow. Graham Lawson pitched four scoreless innings of relief for the Gamecocks in that win on Friday, and that was a, obviously a huge performance for the Gamecock pitching staff. Talk about Graham Lawson and his effort on Saturday. He was electric. He was outstanding. His slider was incredible and uh, running it up there in the mid-'90s with fastball as well. Graham Lawson certainly – uh, was extended a little bit, but, uh, you know, I just felt like that, you know, it's South Carolina at this time, but they really needed those wins. And, I mean, he just uh, was huge for them and, and getting that win on Friday and uh, turning, you know, getting the ball after Adam Hill. Adam Hill with another solid start. Wasn't his best, but, uh, you know, he was starting to learn maybe how to win without his best stuff and his best command and, uh, that, that was huge for South Carolina. But Graham Lawson, I mean, you know, I, I think they've got four, five, six guys in the bullpen. That they just got to figure out which one going to be hot that day, and uh, they can be pretty tough. And uh, South Carolina, again, has put themselves in a position now that I do believe that they can go out and win a couple games. Uh, you know, this could be a, a dangerous team in the playoffs. So Graham Lawson's outstanding effort out of the bullpen helped the Gamecocks come back from a 3 to nothing deficit to win game two against Texas A&M. And that set the stage for the last game of the regular season. And it was a fun game to watch for Gamecock fans because the Gamecocks hit two home runs in the top of the first inning. I mean, they came out swinging on Saturday. You know, it seemed like some pressure had been lifted off of Carolina with Saturday's win, and they came out uh, real loose. And the wind was blowing out, and Noah Campbell homer to right to open the ball game, and then Madison Stokes hit a two-run shot later in the first inning. Gamecocks jumped out four to nothing in the top of the first and never looked back. Cody Morris struck out seven in seven innings of work, and the Gamecocks picked up their 17th SEC win of the season. Remember, Carolina started one and five in league play. The Gamecocks wrap up SEC play 17 and 13. South Carolina 32 and 22 overall, heading to Hoover with the number five seed in the SEC tournament. So, Kip, the Gamecocks won 10-1 to on Saturday, and everything in that game went Carolina's way. Yeah, it did. It's finally, um, it was good for the fans, but I'm really happy for the players and the coaches. That that was a game that, uh, fortunately for them, they really didn't have to sweat it out. They were in command the whole game and just dominated, and you could tell Texas A&M just kind of uh, lost interest, if you will, and I think that's also a testament to show you know, we haven't seen that from South Carolina. Even when South Carolina was struggling the first part of the season um, in the SEC and then with all games, I mean, they still didn't just lay down. And I felt like A&M laid down. But that's a testament to South Carolina and what they did. They came out obviously ready to play and hungry and just a great finish to the season. I mean, to think this team ended up 17-13 and 13 in league play, is uh, quite remarkable after a one and five star. It, it is just outstanding. I mean, we're talking about a team, Emerson, that if they don't lose to Furman, Presbyterian, Citadel, 
Charleston Southern. Those four losses right there, if they don't lose those games, we're talking about a team that is, I mean, a little bit in the talks of a national seed, but they're definitely hosting. I mean, that's how close this team is to being, without a doubt, top 16, definitely hosting in the NCAA tournament. So some may take that as a negative. I take that as a major positive. As much as it's frustrating losing those games, South Carolina, at midway point of the season, easily could have folded. This is a team that easily could have just mentally been worn out and, you know, God, new coaches in town and, you know, there were guys that may have been questioning, you know, is this the right move? Should, should we have had Holbrook another year? Do we like what Mark Kingston's doing? But two things for me. Number one, obviously Mark Kingston's the right move. Number two, and it's really mainly number one, is the guys believe in him. And the guys, and it's a testament of these seniors and the guys that are in this program, they believe in him. And they, uh, even when things weren't going well, they didn't fold. So it tells me a lot about who they are as people and uh, shows the character that they have. And I couldn't be more happy and proud for them. Yeah, the Gamecocks in good shape right now. Kip, we talked on GCR last week about uh, Texas A&M, and I, I said that A&M was going to the tournament. You know, their RPI was top 20 in the country going into the Carolina series this past weekend. But now I'm not sure if A&M's in the tournament or not. I mean, I still think they're probably going to get in. But, you know, they're the 11th seed in the SEC tournament, and they're below 500 in conference play. I'm not at all convinced that they're a lock for the NCAA tournament. Last week I thought they were. Right now I'm not so sure. Yeah, I'm not sure either. I mean, the one thing that obviously helps them is the RPI. But, you know, I think that um, I think they're certainly going to feel like they need to come to the SEC tournament and win a couple games for sure. And, um you know, it's it's not easy to do that. I mean, you obviously have seen anybody in this SEC tournament can beat anybody. I mean, look at what just happened to Florida. I mean, it, you know, if I'm Florida coming into the SEC tournament, I mean, that's that's uh, that wasn't good what happened to them uh, getting swept. So, I mean, it's, it, um, you know, it, it, it remains to be seen what will happen, I think. A team like that, if they win a couple games in the SEC tournament, I think they have to be in just because of their RPI and what they've done in the league. And uh, But South Carolina, you look back at three weeks ago, and we were saying, gosh, if you can get to 15 and 15, you got a chance. But it's, it's nice to know now that they've got more than a chance. I mean, they're virtually a lock, in my opinion, to get to the postseason. But I don't think that's going to change their approach at all. They're going to go to the SEC tournament trying to win it. Just like they've done, you know, every year uh, since South Carolina's ever been to the SEC tournament, and it always hasn't worked out. Obviously, we know that over the, you know, history of that tournament, South Carolina really hasn't done too well. But it's not from a lack of effort. I can assure you that. So the SEC tournament seedings are set, and the Gamecocks open play on Tuesday. That's the first day of the tournament. I give you the seedings right here. Kip and I are going to come back tomorrow and have a full preview of the SEC baseball tournament. But very quickly, we'll give you the seeds. Florida swept by Mississippi State this weekend, but they had done so much work prior to that final series of the regular season that they had already clinched the number one seed. So Florida is your number one. Ole Miss is the number two seed. Georgia is number three. And Arkansas is number four. All of those teams receive a bye 
in the first round. They won't play until Wednesday. So Tuesday is when the tournament starts at Hoover Met Stadium in Hoover, Alabama. Game one will be six seed Vanderbilt versus number 11 Texas A&M at 9.30 a.m. That's central time. So that'll be 10.30 start Eastern time for Vandy and A&M, six versus 11. Then we've got seven versus 10, Auburn versus Kentucky, approximately a one o'clock central start. Game three will be eight versus nine, LSU versus Mississippi State, 4.30 central start. All these games on the SEC network. And South Carolina and Missouri is the 5-12 matchup. That will be the final game on Tuesday, scheduled for an 8 o'clock start, but it could be 8.45, 9 o'clock before it gets underway. So we'll just have to see how things go Tuesday. But we know that the Gamecocks will be the last game of the day, South Carolina against Missouri on the SEC Network on Tuesday. So, Kip, the Gamecocks are rolling right now. I mean, five straight SEC series wins. Uh, The Gamecocks in really good shape, playing some good ball. The Gamecocks have battled injuries this year. They have persevered. They've overcome those problems and more. And right now it feels like Carolina's playing with house money headed into Hoover. Yeah, I think they they are. I do believe that. I think they're in. I think they're – you know the message to the players now, as I'm sure Keith is giving it to them, is hey, let's go, let's go win this thing. We can't control, you know, who hosts and what the selection committee decides to do. All we can control is what's in front of us on the field. So control the controllables and everything else. Don't worry about it. You know, I think, uh, you know, some people may say that's a tough thing for 18, 21 year olds to do, but. I think they've shown that they can definitely do that. I think they've shown what they can do with their backs against the wall. And right now, I think they should be optimistic and trying to go out and take it day by day and win one game at a time. But you never know what could happen. I mean, I've even heard rumblings of South Carolina hosting and maybe a team like Duke being the number one seed in South Carolina hosting. So, I mean, it, it the, the hosting is still out there because of Carolina Stadium or Founders Park, I should say, and because of the reputation that South Carolina has, obviously uh, the program of the 2000s, if you will. So I, I think that uh, there's a lot still left to play for, and I can assure you the Gamecocks are going to be hungry in, in Birmingham. All right, the South Carolina-Missouri winner will play the last game on Wednesday against fourth seed Arkansas at approximately 8 p.m. Central Time. So. We'll come back tomorrow, and we'll have a full preview of the SEC Baseball Tournament here on Gamecock Central Radio. Kip Balknight, my partner here for Gamecock Baseball Talk. Kip is a color analyst for the SEC Baseball Network, and he is a Gamecock legend. Kip, thanks for your time. Thank you so much, Emerson. Go Gamecock. That's Kip Balknight, and I'm Emerson Phillips, and this is Gamecock Central Radio. Thanks for being with us. We'll be back tomorrow for an SEC Tournament Preview. ¿Te preocupas por tu familia? Entonces, ¿por qué darle solo huevos ordinarios cuando pueden disfrutar de lo mejor? Egglands Best, los únicos huevos con ese delicioso sabor fresco de granja, además de la mejor nutrición, como 6 veces más vitamina D, 10 veces más vitamina E y 25% menos de grasa saturada que los huevos regulares, además de muchos otros nutrientes importantes. Así que, dales los mejores huevos. Egglands Best, mejor sabor, mejor nutrición, mejores huevos. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. 
Chumba. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.